What's the only venomous animal on the planet that doesn't make its own venom? Here's a clue. It has three hearts pumping blue blood. It digests its food through its brain, has a bird-like beak, deadly saliva, weighs only 25 grams, is jet powered, is a night dweller, can change color, uses its body as a cape, has no bones, a tongue-like drill, is a contortionist, oh, and it has eight arms. G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair dinkum Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. G'day you mob, how's it going? Welcome to this episode of the Aussie English Podcast, the number one podcast for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. So, guys, welcome to 2019. Happy New Year, guys. I hope you guys had an amazing New Year's Eve. I hope you celebrated. I hope you didn't get too drunk. I hope that you didn't get into any trouble of any kind, and I hope it was an amazing evening. So, for us, Kel and I went to my parents' place this year. And we started a bit early, I guess about 6pm, so maybe not that early, but we were hanging out. Um, and to give you an idea of what New Year's is like here, at least in Ocean Grove in Victoria, in Australia, we were having, uh, I guess, sort of like nibblies, snacks, you know, things to eat for the first hour or two, where we had a few beers as well and some wine. I think there was champagne. And then we had dinner, which tends to be a barbecue of some kind. So, I think Dad went out on the deck, opened up the barbie, turned the gas on, started cooking some sausages and some pork that I think he cooked in the oven. We had some salads, some veggies, some cheese, um, some... What else do we have? Some chips, some other things. And then we got onto the harder kind of liquor where I think dad got into the scotch with his friends and mum had some gin with a few of the other friends that were there. But it was pretty tame. We just sort of hung out around a table chatting the whole night. There were fireworks at 10 p.m. for the kids. They usually have the early uh, fireworks on so the kids can go to bed. And then we had the fireworks on at 12. But I think Kel and I were a bit wrecked. We were pretty tired, so we ended up going home at about, I think it was 11.30 at night, and I may have even passed out before the fireworks went off for, you know, 12 12 (laughs) p.m. So, this was probably one of the more tame New Year's that I've ever had. Um, So, yeah, I hope you guys had an amazing New Year's, and I hope that 2019 ends up being a killer year for you guys. So, that scene at the very start of today's episode, guys, that was a scene from a video on YouTube from the YouTube channel The Nature of Science, which is run by one of my favourite professors in Australia called Jamie Seymour. So, he is an associate professor at James Cook University, and his specialty, his interest, is venom and dangerous animals. So, go and check out his YouTube channel and stay around until the end of this episode to find out more about what makes blue ring octopi, 
or octopuses. So interesting. And I thought of mentioning blueing octopi or octopuses this week because I had read a story of a man in WA, in Western Australia, who'd been out at a beach with his kids and his kids had given him some shells. He put the shells in his pocket and then when he got back to shore, he realised he could feel something moving in his pocket and it ended up being the deadly blue ring octopus. And I think it was actually two of these that um, obviously had been a little shocked when their homes, the shells, had been picked up and put in some man's pocket. Anyway, that made it into the news. No one died, but it made me think of blurring octopi and why they're awesome. Anyway, guys, as usual, remember this podcast is brought to you by the Aussie English Classroom, guys. That is the best place for you to go online to learn Australian English English in general, but specifically Australian English, wherever you want, whenever you want. Everything is online. There are 50 plus courses in there, guys, designed to improve your pronunciation, expression usage, vocabulary, speaking abilities, and much more. So, go to theaussieenglishclassroom.com and sign up. If you just want the transcripts and the downloads for the podcast, however, you know, you're just interested in reading and listening and being able to download all of that and get access to that, go to the Aussie English podcast.com and for the price of one coffee per month, you will get unlimited access to all transcripts that are just on the podcast. Anyway, guys, as usual, let's dive into the Aussie joke for the day, okay? The Aussie joke, and it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a ripper. What do you call an Aussie in the finals of the World Cup, right? Soccer. What do you call an Aussie in the finals of the World Cup, a referee. <laughs> Get it? A referee. Now, the reason <laughs> that the joke's answer is a referee is insinuating that the only way for an Australian to get into the World Cup, the soccer World Cup, is to be a referee because Australians aren't known to be incredibly good at soccer. And so, there's no way that our teams would ever get in. Although, sometimes we do. All right, so today's expression is to have tickets on yourself. You might hear this as to have got tickets on yourself and even to sell tickets on yourself. Now, this expression was suggested by Lima in the Aussie English Classroom Facebook group. Great selection, Lima. This is a good one and it is very, very popular in Australia. However, it is less popular overseas. Let's go through the definitions of the words in the expression or expressions, have tickets on yourself, have got tickets on yourself or to sell tickets on yourself, right? So, to have, if you have something, you possess that thing, right? You own that thing. To sell, if you sell something, it is that you are giving something to someone for money, right? You are asking them to pay for that thing. A ticket, A ticket is a pass that gives you entry or certain privileges somewhere, or it could be a pass that signifies ownership, or it could be for a prize or a large price tag. And then when we say on yourself, that's a way of saying for yourself, right? It's showing that you have those tickets and those tickets are related to yourself. They are on yourself. So, let's define the expression. If you've got tickets on yourself... If you have tickets on yourself, if you're selling tickets on yourself, what do you think this could mean? If someone has tickets on themselves, 
It means they are very conceited. They are very vain. And other ways of thinking about this, other expressions we could use to describe these kinds of people could be that you have an overinflated opinion of yourself, that you are up yourself, that you have a high opinion of yourself or that you are stuck up. And an interesting bit of slang here used in Australia quite a bit too that you might hear from time to time is that you are a wanker. Okay, now that is very informal. It's very informal language. I wouldn't recommend using this just anywhere, anytime, but you will hear this around the traps. You'll hear this quite a lot around the place in Australia. A wanker tends to be someone who's very conceited or vain, a loser, you know, an, an idiot, a bad person. So, we can imagine that this expression originated um, thinking about someone who has tickets on themselves, meaning that they probably think that they have special privileges, right? Or are worth a high price or are prized in some way. So, you know, they have tickets on themselves because they are such a prize. I don't know. That's about the only way I can think about this coming about as an expression. So, let's go through three examples of how to use the expression to have tickets on yourself or to sell tickets on yourself. So, example number one, imagine you are a young lady and you're going out clubbing. You know, you're going out on the town, you want to party with the girls. Um, maybe you dress up in your finest frock, in your finest dress, you're having a dance, having a drink, and maybe you're hoping that you catch the eye of your dream hunk, you know, a dream good-looking man who is out and about that night too. So, you rock up to the club in an Uber or a taxi, you arrive at the club in an Uber or a taxi, you jump out and you have to get in the line with the rest of the people out the front. Eventually, you get inside, you walk up to the bar with your girlfriends, you buy a drink and straight away, a guy approaches you and starts trying to chat you up. Right? He starts trying to seduce you. So, he's talking about himself. He's talking about his job, how much money he makes, how expensive his car is. And straight away, you can tell how up himself he is, how much of a high opinion of himself he has. So, you turn to your girlfriends and you might say, man, this guy's got tickets on himself. He's selling tickets on himself. He has tickets on himself. He's incredibly conceited and vain. He has heaps of tickets on himself. What a wanker. Number two, you're going out with the family on Ligon Street in Melbourne. And this is a street in um, the centre of Melbourne near the CBD that is renowned for its Italian restaurants and ice cream stores, among other things. So, it's incredibly renowned for also having a number of rich men who drive down the street in expensive cars, such as things like Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Porsches, Maseratis. So, you head out with the family, you find a good restaurant where you want to have some pizza, you get a table, it's outside in the street, you order some pizza or pasta with your family when a guy drives down the road slowly in his Ferrari and he's revving the engine. You know, he's trying to draw a lot of attention to himself, he wants everyone to notice him. He wants everyone to look at him as much as possible. You know, all the diners, all the pedestrians in the street take notice of me. And your wife leans over to you and says, man, this guy's selling tickets on himself. What a loser. This guy's got tickets on himself. What a conceited and vain guy who's after attention. And if he, if she's an Australian woman and she's wanting to be a little ruder, she might refer to the guy as a wanker. This wanker's selling tickets on himself. This wanker's got tickets on himself. Number three, you're going to a family gathering and your least favourite cousin is coming along to the party. Everyone dislikes this guy. 
because his favourite topic is himself. So, he's always talking about himself. Um, he only ever wants to talk about what he's doing, his achievements, his plans, and it gets very tiresome, very boring, very quickly. He's the youngest child in his family, and so maybe that's the reason why he didn't get enough attention as he was growing up as a child. And as a result of that, he has a bit of a chip on his shoulder about it. So, he has a bit of a complex and is constantly wanting to talk about himself. So, the moment he shows up and walks in the door, it begins. I've done so-and-so. I've traveled to so-and-so. I've got so-and-so promotion. I've just bought so-and-so, blah, 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 me, 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 me. Your family all give each other a silent look and you can tell that everyone's thinking, man, our cousin has got tickets on himself. He's so up himself. He's so stuck up. He has such an overinflated opinion of himself. He's got tickets on himself. He's a massive wanker. (laughs) If you want to be rude, okay? Remember, that's to be rude. So, hopefully by now, guys, you understand the expression to have tickets on yourself, to have got tickets on yourself or to sell tickets on yourself. This expression is primarily heard and used in Australia, and it means to be conceited or vain, to be up yourself, to be stuck up. So, as usual, let's go through a listen and repeat exercise, guys, where you can practice your pronunciation, okay? So, if you are working on an Aussie accent, listen and repeat and try and copy my pronunciation as well as possible. If you are working on a different English accent, Just say the words after me, practicing your own accent, okay? Let's go. Two. To have. To have tickets. To have tickets on. To have tickets on yourself. 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 I've got tickets on myself. You've got tickets on yourself. He's got tickets on himself. She's got tickets on herself. We've got tickets on ourselves. They've got tickets on themselves. It's got tickets on itself. Good job, guys. Remember, if you would like to get all the bonus content for this episode, including a bunch of videos showing you things like vocab, other expressions used in this episode, as well as walking you through this pronunciation exercise to help you sound much more like a native speaker, go to the Aussie English classroom.com, sign up and give it a go for $1 for your first 30 days. Okay, go and check it out. Anyway, let's get into the Aussie English fact today, where I wanted to talk to you about what kind of animal? The blue ringed 
octopus, okay? So, today's fact is about one of Australia's deadliest animals, the unsuspecting, enigmatic, and petite blue ring octopus, a group of four species of octopus. The blue ring octopus is a marine animal. It is a cephalopod, which are a group of eight-legged mollusks, and they include the octopus as well as squid and cuttlefish and nautilus, nautilus as well. So, these guys live in intertidal zones and reefs surrounding Australia, but they are also found all throughout the Pacific and Indian Oceans, as far north as Japan and as far south as Australia. So, the blue ring octopus is a tiny and docile little critter only about 12 to 20 centimetres in length, so they can generally fit in your hand. They're active at night, they are nocturnal, and they feed primarily on crabs, hermit crabs, shrimp, and any other crustaceans they can get their tiny little tentacles onto. These guys only live for a very short period of time of about two years and spend much of that time hiding in crevices whilst displaying effective camouflage patterns with their dermal chromatophore cells. In other words, they camouflage themselves, they hide themselves with their skin cells that can mimic colour and texture of their surroundings. So, when provoked, they quickly change colour and they become a bright yellow with each of their 50 to 60 iridescent blue rings flashing as a warning signal, don't eat me, go away, I'm poisonous. The octopus produces venom containing a number of different chemicals, but of which the most potent and deadly is a chemical called tetrodotoxin. Interestingly, This toxin is not produced by the octopus itself, but instead it is produced by bacteria that live in the octopus's saliva, so that when any prey item is bitten by the octopus, the toxin is injected and within moments the defenseless victim is rendered paralysed and it's more easily and safely consumed by the octopus. You know, you don't want those crab pincers chopping off your little tentacles. If you're an unlucky human fossicking around the rocky shore in Australia, lifting up rocks, picking up shells, or putting your hands in crevices where they don't belong, you might receive a painless little nip from a frightened octopus trying to defend itself. One of these octopus carries enough venom to kill 26 adult humans within only a few minutes once the venom has paralysed the diaphragm and you suffocate because you can't breathe. The good news is you'll survive just fine as long as you're aware that you've been bitten and as long as someone that you're with can do mouth to mouth. They can do CPR on you and help you breathe until ambulances arrive. Once the ambulance arrives, it'll take you to a nearby hospital and put you on a medical ventilator to breathe for you until the venom is metabolized by your body and disappears, usually within about 24 hours. More good news is that despite its deadly abilities, only three people are known to have died from blue ring octopus bites, two in Australia and one in Singapore. Many more have come close to death but live to tell the tale. So, the moral of the story, make sure that you keep your hands to yourself at the beach Don't put them in any dark crevices in rock pools where they don't belong and you're intruding into the homes of these little octopus. And also make sure you empty out any shells that you pick up 
and want to put in your pocket. So, with that, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you have an amazing 2019 and I will see you in the Aussie English classroom or in future episodes on the Aussie English podcast. I'm looking forward to 2019, guys. Thanks for your support. See you soon. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aussie English Podcast. If you wish to support the podcast and help me keep bringing you content, you can do so via my Patreon page. Remember, it's my mission here at Aussie English not only to help you understand Australian English, but to speak it like a native. If that's your goal, make sure you enroll in the Aussie English Classroom, guys, where you'll get all the bonus content for today's episode designed to improve your English even faster. Have a ripper of a day and I'll see you in class. Bye-bye.